Hey, welcome to the second episode of Smarketing with Pager. Today I'm joined by Janine Owen. Janine is a marketing director and has been in the recruitment industry for many years. And today I took the chance to speak to her about how she integrates sales into her processes. Janine, thank you for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, you've been somebody that I've got to know over the last two years and I have admiration for, respect for, and most of all, I know you love a drink as well. So, <laughs> Cheers. Uh, unfortunately, it's too early to be on the beers mm. and the gin. Um, over to you. Do you want to do a quick introduction to yourself and then we'll jump into the marketing topic? Marketing. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Janine Owen. I have known Darren for a couple of years. Uh, I'm a long-time recruitment marketer for my sins. Um, I started my career at Reed, did a brief sojourn at Hayes, and then I've been at Search as marketing director for 10 years. So I have probably played with most forms of marketing in one form or another um, and certainly combining sales and marketing and getting the two teams to work together is hugely important for me in order to be successful. Brilliant and, and on that on that point you, you mentioned some large companies there um, mm -hmm. being one. and actually I think it's interesting because we were just saying before we press record how how far marketing has come in recruitment if you think back a decade ago um, the colouring department and all of this stuff. Right? Yeah yeah and I think it's been a really good, good decade for marketing in recruitment in terms yeah. of what's happened. Um, if we can go back to your time at Hayes, I know it's maybe a little while ago. <laughs> and just, just in general, what's been your relationship over your career with your sales team? Yeah, at Hayes, it was really different, like really. So coming from Reed, where I started, we were really tactical. So we were probably then closer to marketing and then we sort of uh, closer to sales rather. And then we went away and we came back again. Um, I think in Reed it was it wasn't particularly strategic, but it was hugely tactical and it was supporting the sales function. So it was it was there, but it wasn't really leading in a way. And then it went away. Um, it, certainly in terms of the big companies, I think it became this sort of strategic ivory tower where you sit and you do um, your big white papers and all of that sort of thing, and then you just you, you just distribute it in the sales force. Well, let's hope they know about it type thing. So I think we went down that direction. That's very much where Hayes was when I was there. So we were responsible for the, you know, the only time we really touched sales was when we were looking at the, you know, how could we sell the FT to our clients type thing. And, you know, that it was very little apart from that. Um, and then bringing it back to search, I think over the 10 years, as you say, we've just got closer and closer and closer together in terms of what marketing and sales can achieve when they work together. There's there is always inevitably, and I say it a lot to my team, you know, we are a support function to the sales team who are out there day in, day out, earning their money, right? So, um, you know, you have to have that angle to it, but there's also the, the huge element now, I think 10 years on, of being able to lead that direction and to support the salespeople to become their own marketers. Um, it's a phrase that's used a lot, but every recruitment consultant does need some element of being a marketer in them. Uh, you know just to be successful now otherwise you won't be heard you can keep posting your jobs but you know good luck in this sort of environment right now when you've not got any jobs what are you doing how are you going to communicate and what are you going to do if you've not thought about marketing before in your job yeah it's the differentiation between a salesperson and the sales consultant i think is the main thing there um you know to position yourself as that i don't want to say thought leader because it's overused but someone that knows your industry mm -hmm. so when people come to you they know that you're you're in you're, you're informed about it, and you can have a conversation beyond do you have any jobs today, and and that sort of even when it comes down to the candidate prep prep call, yeah. you to be there, don't you? That's the that's the big thing. It's it's about wanting to be there. Marketing is only 
um, successful if it's genuine. You know, if you're just quoting nonsense because you think you're a thought leader, you won't get anywhere either because you're not being authentic. It is about wanting to consult and wanting to support clients' businesses to find the right person and to find the right candidate, the right job as well. Because if you're just about the bums on seats, then you're not going to be a good marketer either. Right. And you mentioned that search things have changed considerably to the way they were before. How often now do you talk to your sales team and how important is that communication? All the time. Like, there's no, there isn't a, you know, we don't have a weekly event of a sales call or whatever. You know, it's just a constant communication and it has to be. Otherwise, we'd be sat twiddling our thumbs to a certain extent um, on both sides, I think. So there is a, just a constant communication flow um, at different levels, both, you know, from me to the consultants to the mds but also with the team as well so it isn't all channeled through one source or anything like that and you know it's just the the there is no sort of closed gate if you like sales and marketing just interact all the time in fact the majority of my team sit right in front of a big team of recruiters amazing and that's if we come back to this marketing term what's your view on this marketing term i know that it's term has been around for ages some people love it some yeah. people mar marmite in the industry yeah and i don't like it i am an i'm an i don't i wouldn't say hate it but i do think it's been coined for, to 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 put something together that doesn't really need to be coined you know it's just two teams working together um mm. and i almost think by creating it you've created a bit of a negativity around oh this is what we need and we don't get it almost where actually uh, you know depending on size and scale of team most marketers i know are trying to work with their sales teams by hook or by crook so yeah. I, think, I sort of think it's just it's not it's an unnecessary term it's something that most marketers are trying to achieve in order to do their job well do you think it was a term that was that came around to explain it to the ceo that's a good question is it something that came around and no surely most ceos are bright enough to understand the concept who did coin it? I don't actually know the history of it. I don't know. I think that's a whole other thing. We need to look into where it came from, right? <laughs> How can you do a podcast on marketing and not know? Well, clearly, I don't do my homework enough. Uh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> I probably the email that goes out with this. We will find out and put it at the bottom of the screen on something. <laughs> okay, we will do. Um, we will make sure that's there. Yeah, definition and, and thoughts. <laughs> oh, dear. And in terms of when you're when you are speaking to your ceo so a lot of businesses you mentioned marketing are there to support yeah. right now if you were setting up a business today why would you create two separate functions and say you're there to support it why would you not just integrate the two from the beginning yeah i probably would more so i think i think the the reality is most most businesses don't have that blank sheet of paper but if i were setting up a business i would have especially in recruitment you know so i would almost have teams of three so you'd have some sort of almost digital sourcer um responsible for that's a proper career path i think a lot of recruitment businesses still think about resources as being the junior level and then you, yeah. you grow up to be a trainee in this day and age that is a skill all by itself that can be nurtured and become a real expertise so for me there's that then there's the sales relationship sort of client consultative piece business development piece and then there's a marketer and the, almost the triumvirate of the three skills would be the would be the sort of perfect solution in any team and any specialism and you'd be working those three people all the time to the same you know to to within whatever cybersecurity leadership or you know marketing directors in recruitment whatever their niche is that that's what the three work on consistently it's, it's interesting because we've got the whole um 360 recruitment right and it's almost like 
360 isn't it there's actually more to it than that it's you're yeah. not just trying to create a brand you need to own that niche and each each recruiter for me is a sort of a mini SME yeah right? and, and inside your SME you've got your sales and you've got your product which you know unfortunately is candidates in this in this instance <laughs> it's a horrible way to think about it but you would normally have marketing that triangle as well you complete yeah. that triangle so it's interesting you mentioned the three because I agree with you you've got to have sales you've got to have products and you've got to have marketing for yeah. any business yeah, yeah. any do you, do you think your sales team or sales teams in general appreciate what marketing do, understand what marketing do? Uh, some do, some don't. I think like any business, you know, we've got 400-odd salespeople. So winning, um, you know, getting everybody to think the same about anything is is just an impossibility. But I think some some get it more than others. And there are there's a group of people that you can train to understand it. And then there's the inevitably sales competitive edge bit where well sometimes you can play to that you know well it's working for him so why don't you try it you know that I think sometimes that works as well so you're never going to win everybody and there are, and there are people um and you know there are people in our business there are people in every every recruitment business who have always done it the same way without that real strong marketing element and when they're quite successful you know, it's the same thing. You know, you've not got a blank sheet of paper. They're successful doing it the way that they do it with the clients that they've got, the candidates they've got. If they had to map a whole new market, they'd be in trouble. But while that market's working, they can carry on as they are. Absolutely. It's, it's usually the populace that have struggled the most, I think, with yeah. change. And then because it, it maybe it's like arrogance, but I think it's actually more to the fact that, hang on, I'm doing this right now. Don't fix it. You know, and there is that. There is that reality. Um and, and do you know what? Could they enhance it? Could they change things? Could you know? Could that industry be reinvented? Yeah. But it, it, I, I say it a lot in my job. Pick your battles. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Pick your battles. Yeah. And as, on that front, what's the what's the most common complaint? I imagine you do sort of surveys around internal surveys. How you get to normal? Yeah. Or, you know, are marketing delivering on what you set out at the start of the year? What's yeah. your biggest complaint? The most common one? Uh, we don't have enough brochures. If you ask our guys, <laughs> right? Okay, so really important stuff. It's not on brochures usually, but yeah, it's that, that you know things like that, and that is that old school. Oh well, we've just not got the you know we've not got the thing to hand over to the client that they're going to put in the bin next to them. It, you know, we've not we've just not got it. Yeah, I'm yeah. being facetious, but <laughs> there is a need for sales collateral. Of course, there is, but I think usually the the level of noise is symptomatic of the fact that people don't understand what can be done yeah i would agree with that because i'm with you that most brochures you hand out are either you're using it to steady a table that's slightly wonky or yeah. it's going to in the bin um it's a crutch oh i don't really know what to say but i'm going to give you this because it looks brilliant okay but you could tell me all that couldn't you you could explain your expertise you could tell me why it's found what it's founded on how do you do it how do you communicate it you could talk to me about that yeah, absolutely. And for anyone, anyone watching or listening, what's your what's your biggest tip to bring sales and marketing closer together? Uh, trial and error. Uh, prove it, prove it, prove it again. Test some stuff. It doesn't all work. And I think that is the biggest and hardest thing for salespeople to understand about the marketing process. It doesn't all work. And just because I tell you that posting on LinkedIn every day and getting some people to like and share it within three hours will help, it doesn't mean it'll happen by tomorrow that you'll get you know, a thousand extra followers and they'll all be candidates that you really want to place tomorrow. It is about playing a long game. So I think keep trying, um, keep working with your salespeople, keep communicating and 
keep sharing the good story, the good news stories, but also be a, be prepared to say where it's not worked and what's not happened and what hasn't worked. Because I think being honest about it will help you win those relationships as well. Yeah, Just like the sales guys on their side, isn't it? You have to build a relationship as a marketer. The same as the sales guys need to build their relationship with their clients. Effectively, they are your internal clients. And with that trial and error, it, I think that's the case for anything with marketing. Right? So we're looking right now internally at our pay-per-click spend, and you're like, well, how much should we budget over here? And it's impossible to know because you don't know what the click-through rate is going to be like, what the quality yeah. of traffic will be like. You know, you can get 500 clicks, but if none of them are your ideal customer, what's the point? Yeah. And I suppose it's the same thing. You can tell your consultants to spend time on LinkedIn, make more connections, but if they're connecting with the wrong people, right. you can't control that. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. It's, uh, it's just a case of measure, measure and then be prepared to change it, I think. Is. Be prepared to change and, and sell the good news stories and, and, and keep people moving. You know, don't get downhearted by something that doesn't work. You, you just have to keep going. And it is, it is to a certain extent, <laughs> I'm just going to say this and I'm going to put my head above, but it is uh, to a certain extent about making a level of noise. Um, you know, that it doesn't always have to be the cleverest, the most credible, the best, but sometimes it is just about get to that level of noise and then work it out. And what's your what's your biggest marketing slash sales win in the last year? Um gosh, that's a good question. We do really well now with um lead generation across the team. So um candidates on the whole, um, because that's the market that we've been in for the last 12 months. But generally working with, you know, who's hitting the website um, how can we make sure that those people are, you know, applying for the right jobs. We've got a lot of tracking um, through a lot of different sources, making sure that we're getting them the right content. They're coming to the website. If they're not applying, do we know why? Can we continue to re-engage with them on a different way and bringing them back in and getting applications? So I think driving that candidate flow through um, you know, the, the mobile applications is a good example. We get a load of mobile applications that don't necessarily come through with CV. So pushing those people to apply and making sure that we're contacting them with the right content because we know which jobs they did initially apply for. It's not just generic search content and driving that continually through to the business because a lot of the time the consultants, if they get an application that's not got a CV attached, they haven't got the time or the capacity to deal with other than send one email, say, send me a CV, that's it, done, dusted. Whereas we've been able to re-engage and push and push and push those candidates to make sure that we get them back through um, either to that same job or at least to another job in that candidate stream. It's quite interesting. So we're sending a survey out right now to marketers um, and initial feedback so far shows the biggest frustration um, or the biggest complaint that other people are having is that the sales team say the leads they get from marketing aren't qualified, yeah. which is almost the same as a candidate without a CV attached, I guess. Yeah. So it's just a case of actually making sure those leads are followed up on and, and you deliver those quality leads to your sales yeah, people. Well, do you know, I, I would argue that's still a lead, but yes, of course, it's not as qualified as it is if it comes through with a CV. So I think making sure that the, that the lead is there in the first place, but if the consultant isn't capable or doesn't have the resource to follow it up, that somebody is following it up so the candidate doesn't get lost, so the candidate experience isn't horrendous either. Because those candidates, regardless of you know whether they've got a CV attached or not, it, they've taken the time to apply to a job. So um, depending on the industry, and especially at the moment, they're in need of a job. So we need to make sure that that they are responded to appropriately. If you could, if you could change one thing about your sales team's approach, what would it be? God, have them all listen, all listen to marketing. <laughs> <Simple> <laughs> 
do you know it is it's an ongoing conversation isn't it and in, in any size business the retention piece you know keeping people coming in through the door and sometimes you do feel like you're on a constant repeat of the basics um and sometimes that's necessary but i think being able to take where we've seen teams that have worked well with marketing that have you know gone through the flow and now get the majority of their candidates and the majority of their business leads through marketing and work really closely with us and it really works it's a relationship that really works and then you've got other teams where it just doesn't and the, the frustration for me is that's what you hear you know that's why I hear at board level oh we just can't get these candidates in this location you're like yeah but <laughs> you're not really you're not really working with us to do that so um you just keep putting the rubbish job ads on the on the job boards and getting the same rubbish response you'll get you will you won't get a different result, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that frustration for me is people that carry on doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Engage. So again. Definition, definition of insanity is doing the same thing yeah. twice, it's a different result. So yeah. exactly that. Posting jobs to job boards and expecting different candidates to come through <laughs> multiple times yeah. is insane. Yeah. Let's just keep doing the same thing because it'll definitely get us new candidates next week, you know? Okay. Yeah. I completely get that. And on a on a more personal personal level, what what's been your greatest achievement over ten years? What's the thing that you look back and go, "I am so proud of that moment." Uh, I don't have a single moment. There'll be lots of individual moments, but um, I think the team is what I'm most proud of. They're they're just an awesome team. So we've generated it pretty much from scratch. So it was three people when I started, um, and it's built to twelve, and the managers of you know the man the managers that sit within my team have all sort of grown up in search as well um mm. and and uh, so i'm just i'm hugely proud of all of them at all levels because I, I speak to a lot of marketers especially in recruitment and you've probably got the strongest skill set in, in a team i've seen um some people have videographers some people have content writers not often do i see that you've got a whole team of of people so how did you how did you manage to get buy-in from board level to, to grow yeah. your team that way? Piece by piece, actually. And it's interesting because we've we've had a change of CEO in the last um, 12 months. Um, Richard came on board in September. So what's that, sort of seven, eight months ago? Um, yeah. And Graham, the previous CEO, uh, was a huge fan of marketing and, and uh, you know, I've never been told no. I've built many a business plan and, and you know, in business case and, and had to prove my point. But I think his belief was marketing sits over there. And if you tell me it'll work, Janine, then okay, we'll go for it. Whereas um, Richard is much more sort of, um, I guess, he just understands more about marketers. He's he's recruited them in a previous life, so he gets it. Um, so it's been a different model of partnership um, working with Richard than it has with Graham. But nonetheless, it has been at that level, you know, very much a, right, okay, if you tell me that it's needed, then and you can prove the point down the line, then we'll carry on. And I think that is significant. And and any recruitment marketers that haven't got that engagement at chief, chief exec level, then you know you, you either you have to fight it or you, you know what you have to go somewhere and find it because I think that's really important. You can you you just flog in a dead horse if you haven't got the engagement around the board table of people that want to work with marketing at that level. It'll never drop down through the chain properly. Work with a CEO that gets marketing. Yeah, it's to believe. Yeah, it sounds so simple when you say it, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. But and I know that some people don't have it, and I've been lucky enough to have two, but very in very different formats in search. 
but both of whom who've got it and, and have you know prepared to engage and that's how we've built the team and don't get me wrong you know i go with um all the, the right return and we've built the return and the uh, on investment over time as well so you have to be able to prove your point back but i believe most recruitment marketers could with the right belief in the first place and we've got we've got a mixture of audience and customers we work with small businesses all the way through to well, yeah. actually right so just borrowing your expertise for a moment for the small businesses the people that might not have the marketing resource internally or somebody yeah. to ask this question to obviously right now is a difficult time business is is slow how would you recommend they act during this period mm. with a lot of compassion it's tough you know even no matter what size business it's difficult i think to know what to say what's insensitive what's not and my focus personally um has been on on our internal audience first because they've needed the most support and the communication is needed to be right um have we got it right every time i don't know that we have but we've tried it within the best um abilities that we've had to be really honest and transparent um, we set up very early on, we set up daily communications of this is where we're at in terms of where the virus was progressing. This is what we're learning. Um, we made sure as a as a sort of exec senior group, we were speaking daily and trying to communicate that back daily. Um, so I focused internally first and pretty much uh, I didn't switch off the external bit, but we reduced centrally the intern the external comms initially. Um, because we didn't want to be doing anything that was going out automated that was just generic. Um, plus, you know, anything that was automated on a job front might no longer be recruiting and all of those things. So we did put a bit of a pause on while we focused internally. And now I think externally, it's about what can you help with? Um, and we're trying to encourage the recruiters to be, that are, you know, that are in and working to be doing that, right? Okay, how has it impacted you? What could I help? What could I be looking for in content that I'm reading that might help you, Mr. Client or Mr. Candidate? What, you know, what should I be sending your way if I see something? Um, we've opened up any sort of um, gated content we have, we've opened up. Um, so I think it is just about trying to support as best as possible in the best environments that you've got. Yeah, and... It's really interesting that you've opened up your gated content. So right now, all of the content you would usually use for lead generation, you're you're giving away. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I think people can take a lot from that because I think how brands act in the next two months, I think will we'll be remembered for two years. I think it's yeah. going to be that long. Um, and for our smaller businesses, we're just saying don't don't switch off, don't turn marketing off because no. it's it's such a crucial part. And my Could big worry. Right. And I think if you're on your own, especially if you've got if you're under resourced, you can dial it down. And I wouldn't worry too much about dialing it down. Does it matter at the moment that you're not posting five times on Twitter? No. You know, so I think it just makes sure it's it's relevant and interesting content to your audiences. Yeah. And and timely. I, I agree. If you're posting once a week, but it's really good value, that's better yeah, than posting. Fine, right? It's absolutely fine. Do what you can and focus on those that need it. You know, the can you know, I'm sure like most recruiters at the moment, we're getting an awful lot of candidate flow. Um, so a lot of our focus is on, you know, making sure that those candidates are going in the right direction to the right jobs that we've got available at the moment, um, for the right skill sets. So we I think focus where you can just now. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And if anyone does have any more questions for Janine, she loves a chat on LinkedIn. Loves I do. It. I love a chat. <laughs> Don't realize. So feel free to connect. Thank you again so much. I really do appreciate okay. it. Nice Catch to see you.